Welcome to Adam's Rib. It is our goal to uplift, encourage, and guide women in becoming the person that God intended for us to be. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for our sins and rose again so that we could have eternal life. We want to guide you in figuring out God's purpose for your life. No subject is off limits here. We are Adam's Rib, and here we go. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Jessica. And yay, we're back! We're back! <laughs> you missed us. I, I know missed you, you Jess. I missed you, too. <laughs> okay, we're done. Episode's <laughs> over. <laughs> but no, seriously, you guys, we appreciate you being patient with us as we had to take a break from doing new episodes that we could work on our brunch, which was a huge success. Absolutely. If you missed out, shame on you, because it so was awesome. Dr. Lena Scott, she told us what it's like and what we need to do in order to be royalty in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. January York did some amazing spoken word. God was in that place. He yeah, was. Yeah. It was it, it was amazing. So look out for pictures of that on our Facebook page, website, and, and all that. But back to the issues at hand and what yeah. God has given us to give to you. Back to our roots. Right, right. <laughs> gotta stay rooted. We gotta come back. So, we thought we'd just do some part twos of some of our top episodes. When I say top, the ones that have gotten basically the most likes, the most hits, all that. So today, episode 21, we are going to be going all the way back to the power of prayer part two. So important. So really, just to recap, when we talked about the power of prayer initially, which I believe was episode five, we discussed how to pray, the purpose of prayer, why we should pray. So now we're just going to really just dig a little bit deeper. So Jessica, help us dig deep with praying. We well, actually prayed before we did the studio session. Yeah, it's so important. <laughs> like, first of all, I, I hope you all pray. That's pretty deep by itself. <laughs> um, but... I mean, as Lindsay said, initially when we first spoke about prayer, we talked about how you can do it, you know, tips on how to make prayer a personal thing for you, um, how to not be so uncomfortable praying. That used to be one of my issues for years. I just didn't, I thought I didn't know how, but there really is no how. It's just a matter of talking to God. I mean, as we said it on the first episode, it's a means of communication with God. It's all about a a relationship. if you claim to believe in God, if you say that you believe in what God can do, then it's you need to also believe in the fact that you have to speak to him in order for him to do for you. Um, a lot of people are pretty selfish, and they just expect God to abracadabra magic tricks in their lives, but then they don't want to talk to them the way that they're supposed to communicate with them right. the way they're supposed and to. And we talked about that. Yeah. yeah. When you when you want something from someone, anyone, you communicate that. You it's communicate. the same in the exactly. spiritual world. Exactly. It's like any other relationship. If you got a boo thing, if you got best friends, if you want something from them, if you want them to understand something about you, you talk to them. You open your mouth. You send a text message. You, you call them on the phone. You meet up for lunch. It's the same thing with God. You may not be able to physically go and do these things with God, but there's a whole nother level of communication with God, and that's through your prayer. I find it interesting that you said that initially you said you were uncomfortable with praying. Why? Well, so, okay, I grew up in a traditional Baptist church. Shout out to Psalms Missionary. That's my roots. That's who raised me. But growing up in that church, 
I always saw the same thing when it comes down to prayer. Everybody started off the exact same way. And it was mm. Heavenly Father. <laughs> which are in heaven. I mean, it was just like so mm-hmm. structured and it was so like, I mean, yeah. it was like. And even when you're younger, you learn yeah. the, the Lord's Prayer. Exactly. Which is structured. Yeah. Oh my God. We had to literally like quote it. Yeah. And, and, which is good. Yeah. yeah. It was cool to know it. Because it's a good like, prayer. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it was pounded in our heads that you are supposed to pray a certain way. So mm-hmm. as I got older and developed my own personality and, and started finding more things about myself that I liked, I always thought it contradict how I was taught to pray. Mm-hmm. So I became very uncomfortable praying because I thought I was doing it wrong because mm-hmm. I just wanted to have a conversation, just talk like I would talk to you. But I, in my, in my head, I was like, oh my God, this is wrong because I was taught you have to do something different. Mm-hmm. And then it took joining my current church, shout out newbie. Um, and that's where I learned you want to talk to God. God hears you however you come to him, however you speak to him. I talk to God now like I talk to you Mm -hmm. because he's my friend. I'm a friend of God. Mm -hmm. He's your friend. He's your father. He's everything. He's everything to me. So why can't I talk to him like I would talk to you? Mm -hmm. I should talk to him more comfortably than I talk to you. Which is why I asked why you felt uncomfortable doing it. Because if you're going to compare it to anyone that you're in communication with, it's not like, yes, he is an authoritative figure, but mm-hmm. he's the most perfect and understanding authoritative exactly, figure. Exactly. So I feel like we only tend to get uncomfortable when we communicate with people if it comes down to that. If they're mm-hmm. authoritative mm-hmm. or we think there's going to be a consequence because of what we say. Right. I think that's why a lot of people don't really want to really you know, confess their sins and communicate that through prayer because they may be afraid of a consequence. Right. But with sin does come a consequence. Right. But you shouldn't necessarily be afraid of it if that makes sense because he's an all forgiving god as well yeah and i mean ultimately even if you don't pray about it god still sees your dirt so you don't suffer the consequence one way or the other you know i mean no shade Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. you're confessing to be forgiven but that's a whole other episode but anyway (laughs) (laughs) what i found interesting is that the first mention of prayer is actually found in genesis 4 with adam and eve and they were created and in and enjoyed their perfect communion with God in the garden prior to being disobedient and sinning. So once sin entered the world, man found it easier to seek God and to call on his name, as it says in Genesis, to also guide and direct us and to discern his will for our lives. So we have to do the same thing. And I feel like with each passing generation, man becomes further and further removed from God and his ways and they begin to follow the more secular culture and it's it's and it's overcome by all these worldly influences because mm-hmm. have you noticed that prayer has been also been taken out of the schools oh yeah as well I remember I wrote a whole senior paper about that my senior year because my cousin at the time was a principal for an Indianapolis public um, school I think it was an elementary school and mm-hmm. I asked her why she, and she's a Christian woman. I asked her why she felt that prayer needs to be in school. And I think I basically just said it. <laughs> yeah. Because there's just so many evil, mm-hmm. spiritual, mm-hmm. you know, things happening. It's amazing. They say prayer needs to be in school. You know, everyone needs to be inclusive of what they believe. Fine. At least make it an option. Mm-hmm. You know, don't make it totally not an option. Like right. that, to me, in my mind, is not inclusive. But I, yeah. since I work in education, I won't touch on that right now because that could go on forever. <laughs> but... My point is, it's amazing 
how many things have really gone wrong because prayer has been taken out of the equation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And your kids go to a school, so I'm sure you probably Mm -hmm. see it all the time. All the time. All the time. I mean, you know, luckily I raised my children to know that prayer is what we do. And even though they go to a school and they're surrounded by children who probably don't know that, weren't raised in that, aren't raised to believe in that, my kids are, you know, they're grounded enough in, in their spirituality through me you know, they know we pray, mm-hmm. but it's good that they see that. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And side note, parents, you need to be that example. Like if you want your children to grow up to pray, then you have to show mm-hmm. them prayer. Like you, they have to see you doing it. Just a little, you know, tidbit for the parents out there. But anyway, back to what we were talking about. Um, you know, it is unfortunate that, you know, when you send your children off to school or just even us as adults when we're out and about and, and all the various things that we can become involved in and, and things like that. And then we notice that nobody talks about God. Nobody offers up prayer. Nobody feels like that is how you kick things off and start things like bring in saturating a spirit or the atmosphere with, with the godly spirit. Like mm-hmm. people don't, they don't believe in that anymore. Like they just, we just get started. We just Let's go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then they wonder why things kind of fall apart. But it's because you take away the most important influence out of the equation. God is, like, essential for everything. But it goes back to that original piece of communication. Mm -hmm. If you want things to be carried out for the long term, if you want success and and you want things to turn out the way you envisioned it and dreamed about it and and the way you saw it in your head... Mm -hmm. Well, don't take out the one person that gave you the vision. God gave it to you, so you need to be in communication with him at all times so things can be carried out the way that you saw it. Right. And when you're in prayer, it keeps you grounded. It keeps Mm -hmm. you rooted. And I think it was so awesome. I love what Dr. Scott mentioned at the brunch about women of royalty pray without ceasing. Yes. I love when she made that point because she described it as you don't have to, you know, pray 12 hours a day, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. seven days a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you if you have that time, fine. Right. But I'm sure a lot of us don't. So. Absolutely. But she said praying without ceasing can literally be, you know, you're in your office and you're praying for maybe that woman in your cubicle next to you you know is struggling with cancer. Yep. Or you're praying for your boss who you know is struggling with this. It's simply just saying, a minimal prayer, you know, God bless that person, mm-hmm. heal that person, mm-hmm. grant that person whatever their de- their desires are. And so when we're talking about the power of prayer, I know sometimes it can be hard to get in the habit of communicating with God through prayer because I think we always assume that we have to be in our knees mm-hmm. in a silent room, mm-hmm. you know, doors closed, whatever, which is fine. There's nothing wrong right. with that because me personally, I feel like that's when I have my most and most valuable private time with him right. when I'm in that mode. But praying without ceasing, It happens all the time. It happens throughout the day. We even mentioned that in our first part one of this episode when I had mentioned that I remember my dad described to me that prayer and speaking to God is like a radio frequency. It's always going to be, you know, around you and the Wi-Fi is always going to be around you, but you have to tap into it, which is going to be prayer. That's how you hear God. That's how you recognize his voice. And so I just love that point that she made about praying without ceasing. And that would be my recommendation for anyone that may be struggling with prayer. Start small. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, and it's amazing when you start to build 
build that habit of always just communicating when you're driving to work, you know, turn off the music and just pray. If you have mm-hmm. a 10 minute commute, that, that can be prayer, yeah. all that. And and when you start to go, go into that habit of that, then you'll start to notice that you're including God in every Everything. decision that you make, yeah. which is so important. And I think when you start doing that, your life just becomes so less stressful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just tend to be about peace, a lot of things because you're in that constant communication with him. Yes. Absolutely. One thing that you said that I really want to kind of go in on a little bit is praying for others. You know, Mm -hmm. the people who do pray, you know, thumbs up and kudos to you. But are you a selfish prayer person? Are you praying? Mm -hmm. Are your prayers selfish? Is every time you go to God just about yourself and nobody else? Well, that then kind of dampers things for you, too. People don't even understand the power of prayer for other people. That that alone can bless you. If I, I mean, you know, and, and I say that because I haven't always been that great at praying for other people. People would ask me all the time, hey, just can you pray for me? Uh, keep me in your prayers. Oh, okay, sure. And never do anything else after that. Uh, all this time I've been asking for prayers. Oh, no, I've been praying for you. No, for real, for real. Like, this is old. This was a long time ago. This was a long time ago, you don't y'all. even pray for me. No, don't let Lindsay fool you. I pray now for others. <laughs> but this, like, back in the day, for real. Like, I mean, people would come to me and ask me to pray for them. And I'd be like, sure, go home. If I even pray, I'm certainly not praying mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. And that's and that you know, it sounds bad, but it's a true thing and I wish more people admitted to it because it's okay that you don't. But now you know it's important to do it. So now you start. And uh, you know, I, like I said there's a blessing with for you within praying for other people. Cuz you're planting that seed. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So keep people lifted up. Keep others lifted up as well. Um, Not just yourself. Don't be selfish. Don't Mm -hmm. be selfish. And prayer is also really treated as a detox, just like how we mentioned that praying women should pray without ceasing. Praying is really a detox. It helps Mm -hmm. you get rid of any weight that you're carrying. Because I feel like, especially as women, we don't always tend to notice just how much weight we're carrying until we come to a breaking point. You ever just be in your house be like, I'm just about to lose it. (laughs) And you're a mom, so I feel like that comes with even, like, double stress than Mm -hmm. me being, you know, not a mom. (laughs) And so sometimes it really is just truly a detox. And I feel like sometimes when you just can just go to God in prayer and just let all that out, Mm -hmm. even if it doesn't even answer you in that moment, it's just the fact that you let it out. Yeah. You know, people go on all these therapists and psychologists, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But people aren't looking to God for prayer. You can save so much money (laughs) simply by just dropping to your knees. You laughing, but I'm for real. that's real. Simply just dropping to your knees, opening your Bible, and just praying. Yes. I mean, woo, I'm talking to myself. (laughs) Did y'all catch the woo? She just ministered in here. I'm serious because, you know, I've known people to, like, go to therapists and things like that. And, again, there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But sometimes just in the moment, you just got to drop to your knees and just just say it. But and you just know do what? It. But that but that that point goes to the end of it. That kind of takes brings me to something. You just kind of stirred something for real, because 
you now that means that you are now responsible to really believe in what God can do because mm-hmm. there's so many people like you okay cool I'm stressed out I'm about to bug out I talk to God but then you talk to him but then you still carry that stress afterwards if you don't really believe mm-hmm. that God can fix it if you don't believe that God can provide if you don't believe that God will give you everything that you desire to have if you don't really believe that God is hearing you anyway what was the point of that right and then and then you go to the therapist now you waste all your money there but you still continue to <laughs> and you carry put more money. faith in that right. therapist than yeah, you did your exactly prayer. so yeah. where's your faith at now you have, you have to st- you have to believe in what God can do at, once you go to him once you put your burdens on him and you carry all these things to God you got to you got to believe what that that he can fix it that mm-hmm. he can turn it around your faith is now tested it's it's totally up to you i mean you can pray all day but if you're going to choose to still be mad and pissed off or or ready to cry and break down and then what was the point yeah what was the point so you exercise your faith through your prayers like it it goes it coincides it goes hand in hand faith and prayer is like it's like twins right <laughs> and that prayer needs it, it needs to be genuine is basically what i feel like you were saying and I think an awesome example of that is really Paul and Silas. And mm-hmm. I won't get into the story in, in great detail, but Paul and Silas, when they were in that prison, mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine how much faith that they need to have and the fact that they're trying to pray their way out of it? Mm-hmm. Girl, I, mm-hmm. I'd have been gave up. <laughs> this this ain't Man. for me. <laughs> okay. I am not about this life. And so I just <laughs> think that's a really you know good example, the fact that their prayers were genuine. They mm-hmm. had faith along with those prayers, and then you saw what happened. You know, God shook the prison, and, you know, and they were able to be released. Right. And another point I want to bring up about prayer is that I feel like, you know, we all tend to say, you know, how, how do I get to know God? How do we intend I think um, Dr. Scott brought this up at the brunch as well. How do we intend to really get to know our creator if we don't talk to him? Mm-hmm. That's how you get to know someone. Exactly. I think we refer to that in the episode. Yeah. That is how you get to know someone, by talking to them. So mm-hmm. how do you how are you going to know how he communicates with you if you are not communicating with him? Right. right. <laughs> My God. And the, the crazy thing is... This is somebody that already knows you better than you know yourself. So you shouldn't even be worried about talking to God. There shouldn't be any confusion or discomfort. You can talk to him about anything because he already knows the inner workings of you anyway. Mm-hmm. This is not a stranger. Like the, the your bestie and all that some point in there you had to get to know them to build up a comfort level to share your your right. your deepest secrets and and share your struggles with them but with God he already knows you anyway so you can bypass all that I got and let me introduce myself stuff he already knows your name he knows who you are he knows your struggles he knows everything there is to know about you he knows things about you that you don't even know about yourself yet but if you just talk to him, give him a chance, just open up and just let God just give let him in there. Let him in let him inside of you so that you can you can be God can reveal things to you again that you would have probably never known about yourself. It's simple. Yeah. Just talk. And prayer doesn't really have to be about requesting things either, nope. which I think we had mentioned before. It can just be simply just praising him for mm. for blessings that you know are in store for you for the mm-hmm. purpose that he has for you. And I'm sorry, I'm going to go back to Paul and Silas because <laughs> I think this is just a prime example. And so I've always known the story of Paul and Silas, but I've never really 
saw or understood the significance of their praises and faith in God. So Paul and Silas were thrown in prison for spreading the word of God and doing his work and his will. They were beaten in the prison and they were in prison without trial. But as they sat in that prison, bruised and beaten and uncomfortable, because it's amazing how God shows up in uncomfortable places, mm-hmm. then they began, they began to sing praises to God. And this struck me because while they were uncomfortable is when they started praising God the strongest mm-hmm. and they wouldn't let up. So it's amazing how God uses prayer and those praises in our times when we are the weakest. Just yeah. imagine, <coughs> excuse me, just imagine if you were just consistently praying to him, you wouldn't feel like you always need to go to him simply when you're in your weakest well, moment. Yeah, when that, I feel like that's like a slap in the face. Mm-hmm. It's like Jessica... It's like calling your friend up only when you need something. Right. No, you ever have you ever helped those friends before? Well, they're not really friends of mine no more. But yeah, had those friends really when they all, they only call you when they need something. They never yeah. really call you to see how you doing mm-hmm. and none of that. So when God miraculously released them from the prison after hearing their praises, the other jailers after witnessing their faith. Ask them what they have to do to be saved. Mm-hmm. So kind of like what you mentioned before, when your kids and other people see you pray, they're going to want to know what God are you worshiping. Right. Which is what we're all about. And what's, that's what Adam's rib kind of stands for. Mm-hmm. And so the jailer was actually saved that night. And when Paul and Silas left town, they left behind all these body of believers. So this is a great reminder to me that even in extremely difficult times, God can bring about great things just simply yeah. through prayer, through praise and all that. Yeah. Well, I think we can kind of wrap up here, honey, because let me tell you something. I kind of feel this thing. Like, <laughs> Lizzie done brought a little bit of the Jesus up in here. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, guys, like, just to end here, like, I just want to remind you, just reiterate, God is your friend. He's he could be the bestie. He's dad. He's he's everything that you need. He's all that wrapped up in one. So don't be afraid to talk to him. Don't be afraid to be used by him. But all of this boils down to communication. Talk to him. Let him let him tell you what he wants from you. Like Lindsay said, don't go to him every time you need something. That's selfish, too. Don't be selfish about just praying for yourself. Make sure you spread that to others and, and have ask God to cover everyone that can be affected by you. You know, just... Just, just be friends. Just yeah, be friends. We're all about support, especially of other women here at Adams Ridge. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. This has been episode 21, Power of Prayer, part two. Part two. Hope you enjoyed it. Please join us next week, and we'll be talking about some, maybe some other part two episodes. So. Yeah. We'll see you ladies next week. All right. Bye, guys.